This is Messenger Insight, a podcast program brought to you by Oklahoma Baptists and the Baptist Messenger. Welcome to the Inside Podcast. I'm Chris Forbes, your host. Today we have a conversation with Danny Bice and Carrie Smith. We're going to be talking about deaf culture in Oklahoma and deaf ministries that are uh, serving the deaf community in uh, among Oklahoma Baptists. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. If you're uh, as you're listening along or watching along, Danny Bice is going to be signing for uh, for uh, Carrie. Uh, Carrie is uh, deaf, and he's also uh, culturally deaf. And I, I wanted us to talk a little bit about that today because a lot of people don't really understand uh, what it means when we say deaf culture, and, and they think of, you know, just uh, like they know someone who's hard of hearing or something like that, and they're not really sure. Uh, so um, I, I think that's kind of a good place to start. Um, but before we do that, let's do this. Let's uh, let's introduce ourselves and uh, just tell a little bit about uh, yourself and your background, and then we'll get into the the topic of, of deaf culture. Me? Yeah, go ahead. Danny Bice, uh, I pastor Deaf Church Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. We started that church. Well, we just celebrated just this. This this weekend, our five year anniversary, and it's been it's been going great. And and we are a, f- a full fledged, uh, you know, incorporated. I mean, we are a deaf church. We don't meet with uh, what we would call a mother church. And I've been in Oklahoma since '85. Uh, I had different positions, but involved in deaf ministry for ooh. A long time. A long time. <laughs> and so this is a, an autonomous deaf church. It's its own church. It's not a, a ministry of, insert name of a church. That's correct. Yeah. Now, it's, we share the build. Well, it's, the building belongs to Vision Community Church, which is a Korean church. Mm-hmm. And they allow us to meet there, and we, you know, we share in expenses and all that. So we don't own a, a, an actual site, but we are. Yeah, totally every church. Open. I mean, there's a lot of churches like that. Uh, so, and then uh, Carrie, you're a member of Deaf Church Oklahoma. Yes, yes, I am a member of. Uh, I mean, from the beginning, when we first came together. We were two different uh, churches, uh, First Baptist Church of Moore, and I was from First Southern Dale City. But we we had we spent two years going through the process. We found a place, and now this it's been five years. And and I'm Carrie Carrie Smith. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm mostly hard of hearing. If I have to, I could use my voice. Some people may not know that, others do. And they say, well, you're not deaf. And I say, well, I am. I go to, I went to the school for the deaf. I'm more on the, the integration of deaf people. I learned sign language before I learned to talk. Right. English was my second language, so. And uh, so you were on the core leadership of the church plant for Deaf Church Oklahoma. 
Well, there are a few of us, yeah. Right, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yes. The, myself, along with others, we, you know, motions, who we vote on, who would be the pastor. So we called Danny, and uh, then we had to come up with a name. And so we came up with Deaf Church, Oklahoma, because if deaf folks come to visit and they go on the internet, if they, you know, if they type up deaf, we'll be up towards the top oh, of yeah. the list. That's good. So that they could find us. Yeah, yeah. How yeah, that was the idea there. How would you describe your ministry at Deaf Church, Oklahoma? Your personal ministry? I, uh, I teach. I teach a Bible study class. And I work with uh, with our media. We do have, uh, you know, a computer. We do have sound. And we, we use an iPhone now for video. And I also uh, sometimes voice for uh, uh, deaf people or uh, for the signing impaired. Right. Yeah. Like the term. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, now th we have kind of a, you have a historical role also in that you are the first deaf board member for Oklahoma Baptist. Is that correct? Yes, yes, and that's what I was was told. Uh, I I've learned some things about uh, Southern Baptists in Oklahoma, which were quite interesting. It's been a good learning experience. You know, I think uh, I've had the experience of I, I've known uh, Danny for a while. I've known his sister Vesta, and uh, the influence that, that that them and their father have had in in uh, deaf ministry. Uh, but not very many people know what is deaf culture. Uh, you know, uh, deaf is not. Uh, I mean, it's a language. It's a it's a culture group. It's a it's a people group. Uh, I, I want to talk about that. Uh, but before, uh, and I know uh, Danny is more kind of the uh, from the church planning perspective. But what is your experience growing up deaf, and how did you come to hear about the gospel? Uh, in, in your culture? Yeah, my parents, they took me to church. Mm -hmm. But what I remember the most is that it was boring because, you know, the talking is the, the audio. I don't know why they went, but later uh, they found a, a deaf church. But for, for me, going to the school for the deaf I, I stayed there. It's uh, like a, co a college campus. I lived on campus except for Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, spring break. But the rest of the time, I, I stayed at the school throughout the year. So the school, my, my parents, they, they, the school asked if my kid went to church. And, they, and I, they told them, yes, they go to a Baptist church. And so they made me go to church. So I went, and they did have uh, a woman that interpreted, and there was a Sunday school teacher that was a staff from the School for the Deaf and would do Bible stories. I remember those, mm -hmm. but sorry to say, I didn't have any interest in that. Not until, I guess it was 86, I'd already, well, I was in my 20s. 
And who, who told you the gospel? How did you uh, become a Christian? There are two or three deaf individuals that would invite me back to church and invite me back to church. And I said I wasn't interested. But what is interesting is I, well, I guess I was, I was uh, about to be divorced. I was single. And I told myself, it's good enough to have three things. I have a job. I have an apartment and I have a car. So I, I don't need anything else. I'm not sure how long after that uh, I decided, okay, I'm gonna drive and visit uh, my, my daughter and I went over and the car broke down. So I had to find a way back to the apartment. I got back to the apartment and the door was open. I went in. I mean, everything was destroyed. It stolen the TV and anything of value. And I thought, Ugh. The next morning, I called a taxi and went to work. And my boss said, I need to talk to you. You're being laid off. In less than 24 hours, <laughs> those three things were gone. And that's when I realized, I think the Lord is trying to get my attention. Yet, sadly, I wasn't, uh, I was resistant for another two years. But then at, at that point, I decided this is enough. I said, Lord, I realize you've been uh, on me about uh, giving my life to you. And so that's when I turned to the Lord, accepted him as my Lord and say, March the 19th, 1988. Well, praise the Lord that uh, you heard the gospel and you uh, responded to Christ and uh, became a follower. Uh, after you initially became a believer, how did you uh, begin to grow uh, as a Christian? Uh, it, my understanding is it's not a preference to uh, to read a lot. If you're from a deaf world, uh, you know, reading is a little problematic for folks. So, um, who discipled you? How did you how did you grow in the Lord? Fortunately, I do love to read, mm -hmm. so I, I am a reader, and it, that helped me a lot. But when I came to the Lord, my first thought was, I don't want to be in the deaf church. I tried going to what we say is a hearing church without an interpreter. Of course, the lesson, you know, that was on paper, and I could read that. Right. Tried to sit close enough. If they spoke loud enough, I could catch, uh, you know, a, you know, be significant, significant that I could follow it. But my daughter wanted uh, to go to Awanas, and I thought, okay. And the church had uh, Awanas program, and there were deaf people there. There was a, a deaf pastor there, and I was a, a little bit apprehensive. But my daughter kept asking me she wanted to be part of Moana's, and I said, okay, so I'd take her for that. And then from there, that's where I started to get involved. And I thank the Lord that uh, he kept, you know, encouraging me to make that move to where he wanted to be, to be involved in the deaf church. I realize now, I didn't then, 
I don't know. I don't know why I avoided being resistant to right. going into the deaf community, the deaf church. Well, I'm glad that uh, that you did, and that uh, the Lord has uh, matured you. You have a ministry. You're a, a leader in our community. You're a leader in our uh, state convention. Thank you so much for uh, pushing in and continuing to uh, help us understand uh, the needs that are in in the deaf community. Uh, one thing I noticed in your story is that uh, the question of access is really more about uh, access to the gospel in your heart language and connecting with people. The, just like in any other language, uh, you, can't, you can't expect people to learn a brand new language uh, before they accept Christ. If we send a missionary overseas, you know, the missionary learns the language, tries to get the gospel in the heart language. And uh, thankfully, um, through the work of the International Mission Board, missionaries here in Oklahoma, the gospel has been addressed and contextualized to the deaf uh, world, the deaf culture. And that is, I want to bring that question to Danny. Can help us understand, you kind of in both worlds in that you were raised in, uh, uh, as a deaf, your first language was, de- uh, was sign. Tell us about what it's like to grow up uh, deaf, and what are the what are the bridges and barriers to the gospel? What are ways that we can uh, better understand what is meant by the term deaf culture? Wow, we have maybe two days, just two days. <laughs> we'll extend this podcast to okay. multiple episodes. I I think I think for me, and 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 it's probably applicable generally within. Uh, the deaf community. Uh, first off, we know that you, regardless of what language group you're involved with, you, you're going to have those uh, that are followers, right? That are followers of Christ, and then you're going to have those that aren't. You're going to have the sec the secular people, and mm-hmm. you you'll see that it doesn't matter if it's uh, sign language or Spanish, but you're going to have that, and. Um, Within the deaf community, it's it's uh, it's it, the best illustration is is it's like a small town. Everybody knows everybody, and everybody right. knows what everybody does. <laughs> and so, if you have that, if you have that the the Christian segment and the and the secular segment, you if they came to Christ, people are going to say, "Well, I don't know." You know, so 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 that kind of thing is real at the forefront. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, within as as far as you say culturally it, that you right. would see, and then then the other thing, of course, is the language, and 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 that that's I mean that has been since I guess they started education, whenever that was, and so. The important thing is, is that a person receive a good education. So what does that entail? Well, language, right? And and so then with a deaf person, and, and that's the other aspect of that, when, when those of us in the deaf community, when we use the term deaf, we've always thought of it as the whole spectrum. So a person that is, that is profoundly deaf, we call them deaf. Mm-hmm. A person that is has a 40 dB loss that can hear speech, mm-hmm. we call them deaf. Now, 
And those people use sign language as their main mode of communication. Right. Now, there are those that we call hard of hearing that prefer to use their, their speech, read lips, and they, they don't sign. And so you have those two groups within the deaf community. So the idea of a small town, these hard of hearing people, they, they don't want to be in that small town. They want. They just want to blend in. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I say compare. Oh, I can't think of a small town. Oh, okay, Vian, <laughs> Vian, Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah, Vian, Oklahoma. Our, our audience probably some of them will know where that is, and I think it's population two thousand and something. Anyway, my daughter and son-in-law moved there, and and quickly realized we're not from here. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so you have that, that thing of, of those people that are hardly hearing and they want to come into this, this deaf signing community. They want to say, oh, you're not from here. And so you have the, well, even within the deaf community, there's that struggle going on. Aside from that, when, they, when you go out to the general population, just, just whether, whether it's English speaking, the idea that all deaf people can read lips, that all deaf hard of hearing, excuse me, right. deaf slash hard of hearing people can read lips, they can use their voice. No, not all of them can. Right. Yeah, you know, that's sort of like when you, uh, I've been a missionary and uh, in Spain and people say, or even in France, and the people say, oh, you know, they, they all speak English. You know, you know, you minimize the barrier, you, you know, you, you minimize the the language uh, issue. But if you grow up uh, deaf, it's, it's sort of like an illustration, like if you're in seminary and you take uh, Greek or Latin or something, and uh, you know they're not speaking it, you're not immersed in it, you don't really become proficient enough to like just think in uh, Greek or Latin or whatever, uh, you might be able to recognize it, but it's like painful to try to decipher it and you know, extremely boring <laughs> when you get down to it. So, Ooh. yeah, yeah. But, uh, but if you if you grow up deaf, it you know thinking and and sign and and communicating in nonverbal uh, communication is natural to you. So, it's how you think, how you approach thinking, and uh, you know, reading books and these other things. Uh, like, fortunately for you, you have that you know that uh, strength. But not everybody is. Um, you know, able. And uh, one thing I've learned, the irony of the title is that deaf people, uh, culturally deaf people are oral communicators, meaning nonverbal communicators. So it's a little ironic, but um, maybe there needs to be some other, and maybe Danny can tell me whether there is a, another term for that. But but the idea is that there's a whole uh, need for contextualized ministry in uh, in our state for the deaf community. And thankfully, Oklahoma Baptists have a, a couple of uh, deaf uh, churches. They're culturally uh, deaf and they're reaching the deaf community. Uh, what are ways that we can, as Oklahoma Baptists, pray for and uh, uh, help as we engage deaf ministry in our state? Uh, 
Well, we, you, know, you speak of prayer, yes, we could use a lot of prayer. We have, he's talking about that small town atmosphere. You know, they'll come in, they don't like this individual, they'll leave, but we want, you know, we try to teach scripturally, you know, to forgive and, and, and that kind of thing. Now, young people are so involved with technology, it's hard to reach them. They don't want to attend. They want to be doing something. So yeah. prayer is the main thing. We definitely need to be praying for uh, deaf ministry. Uh, and uh, I know the Oklahoma Baptists are trying to put more emphasis in uh, supporting deaf community. Our state mission offering has uh, put an emphasis on uh providing resources to help churches create more accessible ministries. Uh, that's not necessarily the same as a contextualized church planning, but it's, it's, a, it's a step in the right direction as far as you know, helping people have access to the gospel in communities that don't have one of these uh, contextual deaf churches. Are there any other thoughts you, you have, uh, Danny, on, on this topic? Well, like he said, uh, I, I don't. I don't think it's just in in the deaf community. I think we see that across the board. The the, the young adults are just getting very difficult to reach, right. and that that holds true in, in, at the deaf church. Uh, so the prayer is is that that we realize the plan that God that God has a plan for that. That we realize what that plan is. Because, because we have the, the added thing of trying to locate them. I mean, you, you can just say, well, there are, there are a lot of uh, Angles live here, a lot of Hispanics live here, right. a lot of, yeah. and, and you can just go there. Yeah. Well, deaf folks live in all of those areas, and, and you know, it's, it's hard to get information as to where they are. So how, how do we reach these uh, deaf young people and young adults? Right. And the other thing is, too, is that uh, pray that um, as, this, as this goes out and we start to realize the need to reach deaf people, that it, it, it's so easy to have an idea <laughs> of this is how we should do it. Right. And, you know, that, that uh, well, I've, you know, you, you meet one deaf person, you've met them all. Oh, uh, no, no, right, no, no. Right. Yeah. So it's, a, and that same thing applies yeah. in any kind of ministry, but it's so easy to do. You know, you see this deaf person, and you think, oh, yes, I worked with a deaf guy. Well, that's. We, yeah, we have to get away from painting with such a wide brush when we, when we talk about deaf ministry. And, and we need to start thinking about and understanding the context learning uh, who the people are, uh, addressing their needs, linking them to the gospel in relevant ways. Um, I'm thankful that we have uh, your uh, input and leadership, uh, Brother Kerry, as uh, you are a board member, and, uh, and also Danny and, your, and the, our, um, our um, deaf churches here in Oklahoma. We're gonna continue this conversation in another podcast, we'll be talking about deaf ministry for the state mission offering. But uh, I want to thank you, gentlemen, for joining us today. It's been uh, very informative, and I hope uh, it starts a conversation for a lot of people and, and uh, some thinking about uh, how to contextualize uh, the gospel into the deaf community in a very 
real missionary sense of more sophisticated missionary approach than uh, without these broad categories that we're talking about. Amen. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and I want to thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can find more like it at our website at baptistmessenger.com. Uh, or you can listen to us on our podcast to search for Baptist Messenger wherever you download podcasts. You'll find us that way. And while you're at our website at uh, uh, baptistmessenger.com, be sure to subscribe to the print edition of our newspaper. It's free. We mail it to your house, and there's always something in there you can't find online. Thanks again, and God bless. This Messenger Insight has been brought to you by the Cooperative Program and Oklahoma Baptists. Visit us at baptistmessenger.com or your preferred podcast platform. Oklahoma Baptists, advancing the gospel together.